Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, October 27th. U.S. equity futures are mixed. So you have S&P futures up about five points at 15 basis points. Dow futures are up 125 points, which is about 40 basis points. And then NASDAQ futures are lagging. They're down about 30 points, which is 26 basis points. The major European indices are trading down. So they're off about 30 to 50 basis points. Um, big underperformance in cyclical groups. So basic resources are off over a percent and a half, along with industrials, autos. Tech is very weak, off two and a half percent. Then you're seeing modest outperformance in financials, so banks and insurers. You also have real estate trading very well, up over a percent. And energy is a big outperformer in Europe as well. Asia was mixed. You had uh, Japan finish off about 30 to 60 basis points. Uh, Mainland China, the Shanghai Comp fell 50 basis points, and the Hang Seng rallied about 70 basis points. So as far as macro news is concerned, not a lot of incremental headlines for today. Focuses very much on earnings. The 24-hour period starting Wednesday night and then into Thursday night, this is going to be the peak volume period as far as really important earnings reports for the Q3 season. So it's kind of downhill as of tomorrow morning, um, but really investors are kind of sifting through this avalanche of earnings, both in the U.S. and in Europe. So I have details on everything in the piece, um, you know, tens of earnings reports I go through and, and look through everything, read the reports, um, listen to a lot of the conference calls. So check out the piece for all the details. Um, Meta obviously is a big highlight from last night. The actual earnings and revenue were certainly disappointing. I don't think they were any worse than feared, especially after Snap and Google. Um, the big issue for that stock is just the spending. Um, you know, I think that you had been hearing for weeks now investors urging the company to rein in spending. Um, you know, have a more realistic outlook on this whole metaverse spending initiative, but they're really not going to do that. So the capex and opex guidance for 2023. That is the bulk. That is the the real reason why the stock is down about twenty percent this morning, um, and so that's that's obviously the main highlight. That's weighing on the Nasdaq futures. Otherwise, the earnings last night in the U.S. I would say were kind of mixed. You had certainly some outperformers, including in tech, so Flextronics, ServiceNow, KLA were all decent. Um, and then you had some some big under, uh, disappointments. So Align Technology, ALGN, and healthcare was very soft. Um, and then Ford was also modestly disappointing as well last night in the U.S. In Europe this morning, again, very busy morning of reports, and the numbers were mixed. Um, you know, so on the upside, Anheuser Busch, Carrefour, Accor, Shell, and Total Energies all had decent results. The Anheuser-Busch numbers are interesting, um, certainly stand in contrast to the Heineken disappointment yesterday morning. So consumer staples have a bid in Europe off that. Um, Credit Suisse is off over 15%. So earnings report, they have all their restructuring news. They're raising $4 billion in fresh uh, capital uh, by selling shares, um, you know, spinning off certain divisions, selling other divisions. So a lot, of, a lot to digest in Credit Suisse, uh, but the stock is getting hit off of it. STM, which is kind of a European version of Texas Instruments, disappointing earnings, sorry, disappointing guidance for the latest semiconductor company to point to, um, you know, a softening demand environment. So that stock is very weak. And then a few other names in Europe are getting hit as well. Um, so like I said, very much um, a morning just of kind of diving through micro, micro news with a lot of earnings. For the broader macro narrative, I think that, um, you know, you've had a lot of monetary optimism in the last week, justified monetary optimism. So the, the central banks that started hiking very early, 
um, are reaching the end stages of their hiking hiking campaign. So the Bank of Australia earlier in October had a dovish hike where they hiked less than anticipated. The Bank of Canada yesterday had a dovish hike. They hiked less than anticipated. Um, a Bank of Mexico official came out yesterday, told Reuters that they're nearing the end stages. Brazil left rates unchanged overnight. So these central banks that kind of moved early and aggressively are now nearing the end stages. And the the assumption is the Fed will follow suit. So the Fed was also early and aggressive. We know we're going to get 75 basis points next week. The assumption is that they're going to start to signal a downshift in the intensity of hiking to 50 basis points in December, and then possibly 25 basis points in February, or they may even be done this year. Um, there may not be any hikes next year for the Fed. Obviously, a lot is up in the air. I, I go through the specifics and nuances of kind of what's happening with the Fed. You're not going to see a big um, mission accomplished announcement from Powell next week. You know, he's going to sound hawkish. He's probably going to sound as hawkish as before. Um, you know, I think he will suggest that the tightening pace is on a downward trajectory, assuming inflation, um, you know, starts to decelerate as the Fed expects and assuming you start to see more softness in the employment data. Um, you know, so I think there'll be a lot of caveats to whatever dovish guidance Powell gives next week. So I go through a lot of that specifics in the piece. Um, uh, and I, and a little, I am a little bit kind of just nervous as we approach this 3,900 ceiling on the S&P, which I still think is going to be resistance. Um, and then just kind of how expectations are being framed ahead of the Fed next week. I think people should just be realistic about what the press conference is going to be delivering. Um, it's not going to be kind of this big dovish declaration. Um, so I will come back after the break for a look at today's calendar. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So on the calendar for today, uh, another very busy session of earnings. So the major reports out before the open, Baxter, Carrier, Caterpillar, Comcast, Honeywell, Hertz, Southwest, MasterCard, McDonald's, Merck, Northrop Grumman, Shopify, Western Digital are all out before the open. After the close, you have Apple, Amazon, Capital One, Intel, Pinterest, T-Mobile, um, and others. So another very busy day of earnings. You also are going to have the ECB. Um, so like I was just saying, some central banks are nearing the end stages of their hiking campaign. Others are just getting started. So the ECB will hike 75 basis points today. They'll signal further large hikes to come. They may signal a downtick in the intensity of the of the of the um pace of hiking. So it's not, you know, they could suggest that, especially since you've seen um a, a very sharp decline in natural gas prices along with a further weakening in Eurozone growth momentum, the ECB could suggest they'll go down to 50 basis points at future meetings, but they're just getting started now on the balance sheet runoff process. So they're probably going to start the conversation around quantitative easing that actually won't start until next year but that's expected to kind of be incorporated into today's press conference. The U.S. GDP is at 830. Um, It's expected to show an uptick from Q2. So you're going to see an increase in um, in, in growth momentum for the U.S. economy. And if anything, whispers are for an upside number on the GDP. I don't think really a lot of people look at the GDP as a real accurate gauge of kind of 
the underlying economy. I think obviously there's softness, indications of softness everywhere. So, you know, a very strong GDP number could be a market negative, and that will take some of the optimism out of this whole Fed rally that we've had in the last week. Um, but like I said, I think a lot of investors, and then the Fed as well, don't really look at GDP as a real accurate gauge of, um, of kind of underlying e- economic momentum. So that is everything for today, Thursday, October 27th. Thank you for listening.